right. Uh, can you count down for me? Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the POV podcast, um, where we... Wow, fuck. No, never mind. Can we do it again? Has it really been that long, It really has Hector? been that long. I'm just trying to... Oh, wow. Keep it in. One take. That's all we're One doing. Take. Keep it in. <laughs> That's staying in. Um, can you do it again? Five, four, three, two... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the POV Podcast, where we talk about everything pop culture related. I am Hector. I'm your co-host, Devin. And today's episode, we will be discussing To Prestige, a film um, directed by Christopher Nolan and written by Christopher Nolan and his brother, Jonathan Nolan. Yeah, we're going to talk about The Prestige. It's been a long time. Uh, Devin and I are actually, uh, we're doing this, we're doing this particular movie because, well, it was... Devin recommended this to me. So uh, what what is it about? I'm going to read it off of IMDb, just a heads up, everyone. Uh, just kind of give you guys, um, you know, a sense of what this film is about. Um, after a tragic accident, uh, two stage magicians engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outweigh each other. So the two magicians are played by Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. Um, it's yeah, the whole film is about, you know, their rivalry between each other that started from an incident that happened in the very beginning of the movie, which, um, just a heads up, we will um, be talking about spoilers. So if you guys haven't seen the film, um, go check it out. Um, I will, we will, I mean, I don't know about you, Devin, but I think this is probably Christopher Nolan's best movie. I have yet to see yeah. a lot of his earlier works like Memento, um, Amnesia, and, um, other films he has made before like Batman begins. Um, this is also, this is one of his earlier ones. Also, this came out in 2006, I believe. And yeah, it was, it was a pretty, it was a pretty successful movie from I, what, from what I see from the box office wise, it's a pretty successful movie. Um, and I think, I think this came out after the dark, after Batman begins, but um, yeah. Yeah. So Devin, why, why a lot of the movies out now do you want to talk about this? Well, uh, we've been stuck in quarantine and everything. And uh, I listened to a podcast and one of my, like, the host was, ended up, like, mentioning, like, a small bit. And he was just saying, like, how it's a pretty well-written film and how, like, how it's, like, one of Christopher Nolan's, like, early work, but is really one of his best works to, still to this date. And I... I wanted to check it out and see how it was. And some films nowadays, they it's it's not like you could call blockbuster type. And I I enjoyed like going back to the past. It was like a little blast from the past and everything back in two thousands. And uh, honestly, I enjoy Hugh Jackman. He's one of my favorite actors, and he does a pretty phenomenal job in this movie. And I just have a soft spot for really well written films with like cool like I could you could say some some twists, but like this movie just twist isn't really too much of a huge twist you can say. Yeah, I would definitely but, agree. Yeah. Um yeah, you you recommended this film to me and I was a little hesitant cuz I mean I don't normally watch movies um that people recommend to me. It usually just comes out of, 
you know, just curiosity, whether I'm just scrolling to Netflix or if I watch a recent movie and I really like it, I decide to like watch uh, previous works. Um, but for, I mean, I think I started, I watched this um, after I saw Tenet and um, mm-hmm. kind of, I watched it to compare like how Christopher Nolan um, or how like he makes his movies now into back then. And um, it, there's a lot of things that are clearly different, but there's also things that he does that he still does, which can be traced back to his earlier films. Um, I haven't seen Batman Begins, so I think from all of his movies, The Prestige is like the one that um, is. I think this is the earliest film I've seen of his. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the only way I can compare his um, his other filmography is um, like everything after The Dark Knight. How do you? I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about Christopher Nolan as a whole? He's hit or miss with me. Um, I like Batman Begins. I like I like Prestige. I like The Dark Knight. I don't like The Dark Knight Rises. I find that movie very clustered. It's not as well written. I don't think it holds up as well either. Like when it first came out, I thought it was like it's a pretty decent movie, and I rewatched it. And I was like, this movie kind of sucks. Um, what was it called? Um, um, Interstellar. Inception. Okay, Inception. Oh. I was pretty meh with. Like I, I liked it, but it was kind of forgettable to be honest but interstellar i i didn't like i don't like interstellar i find that movie really bad to be honest hmm. have you seen tenet no. no by the way that you described it i was just like maybe i won't check this out well it's funny because like um when i initially was talking when i first t- saw it i you know i, I dm'd you and we were, i kind of discussed it with you and i couldn't literally could not describe the film to you at all because i was just so confused um i watched it i've been watching it um several times um after ever since that conversation and um my opinions have been a little nicer um initially and i think initially i thought it was just like it was really like all presentation wise it was great but i just wasn't engaged with the story at all and i think i still have that problem but um uh, i mainly now i just kind of see it more as like an experience like just a film that i can just casually watch I still don't have no idea what the heck is going on. I can't describe what happens um, without spoiling it. But even with spoilers, it's a little difficult for me to describe it. But um, it does. But like I do, uh, as even though like you say, Christopher Nolan's like a hit or miss. I see him as more hits, but not like critical hits. Like there, there's a lot of his films. I really enjoy a lot of his films, but none of them really have ever like really like either wowed me or just you know nothing. That makes me scream like, you know, cinema. Like when I watch a Martin Scorsese film, I'm just like in awe by it, you know. It's just but uh with Nolan's films, okay. I find them they're they're really good movies, but I don't think any of them really surpass up to that point. Um I think the closest one for me is Dunkirk. I don't know if you've seen I don't know if you've seen Dunkirk. Dunkirk I was just bored by. That movie bored me. Okay. I really like that film and I thought the way Chris Nolan tells his stories, I think that's his his best like storytelling wise. Um Interstellar, I'm very bounds very much style over substance. I like I love the special effects. I love like just the way he shot the film and the way presentation wise he's just it's just masterful. But I just you know, the the story is just not really my nothing to scream home about. Which um, it's funny because watching the Prestige, I'm I remember just I was just casually watching it, and um, mm-hmm. and there was a point where I just got completely hooked by it, 
and um, it reminded me how much of how much Nolan is actually a pretty good storyteller because like uh, what part of it like of the story did you get like absolutely hooked to it I think for me um because okay so the first time I didn't watch first time I watched it I didn't watch the beginning so I really didn't know the the spark of their rivalry or like how it started so mm-hmm. you know I was a little confused while I was watching it but it was really up to the point where um spoilers by the way so anyone who hasn't watched it go watch it and come back to listen to this but it was really the part where um I'm going to look up their names. Um, it was, I believe, um, Christian Bale's character, um, Alfred. Um, he, when he, it's like after he talks to his wife about catching the bullet, the catching the bullet trick. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah. I forgot who did it. Oh yeah. It was, Christian Bale um, did, it was doing like a show and he gave like one of the, his, one of the audience members, like a gun for him to like, you know, point to like shoot him. So for him to catch yeah. it. So, and then I guess I forgot what happened. It was like, I think Hugh Jackman kind of like fucked it up, like kind of like either moved or like, I think he was the one who did it. Was was he the one that pulled the trigger? Yeah, he, he, yeah, he just was in disguise. Okay. He was in disguise and he, he, he like slightly moved the gun a bit where um it no. just like launched, where it just you know, shot his finger off. No, he, he, he actually loaded it. Cause like the trick that like. Alfred did he like the when he pumps the gun in like the it takes the bullet with it and he pops it out and there's like a a slight scene where like he lo- like Hugh Jackman loads it again. Mm. Okay, I think so. It was that point where I got really hooked into the film. I thought just everything ever since then I was just completely hooked and I was just really curious about how the film ends or how the film is going to yeah. wrap up. But um. One thing I really like about this film is um, it's it's very the the whole film itself is very much a magic trick, like from the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I think that's like the coolest part of the whole movie is like it's all like it's basically an illusion to you, and it's like setting up like oh maybe there's this whole different thing going on, like like there's something like there is supposed to be more but the movie actually lays it out for you right in front of you and it's just basically saying that can't be the whole thing and it basically is the whole thing yeah so it lays everything out for you without the context and it's inviting you to like get engaged with the film and watch it and like you know actually like pay attention to it and it's like very rewarding till the end to the end yeah i think my favorite part like my favorite aspect of the film is basically how it sets it up so like each character like you can sort of you can sort of like lax like you can sort of sympathize with Hugh Jackman's character and the and the beginning and you can I can I can see the argument of saying like you can kind of hate Christian Bale's character but also like understandable like each each person is like yeah, both of them are both like dri- driven by their goals to become like great magicians. Yeah, and it both like it both deteriorates their life around them and destroys who they were. And I kind of like the aspect like where you can sympathize with Hugh Jackman's character, but later on, like he just becomes like something you can just dis- he you they both become something you despise, but you're 
so engaged to the point where you just want to see like how both of these guys like tear each other apart. Yeah, because um, I think because Hugh Jackman's character is driven by ego, and Christian Bale is um not not driven to like the, to the extent of Hugh Jackman's character, but he really wants to like you know prove people like this is the best magic trick. You want like this? He's the best in some ways. Mm-hmm. So he wants to make the yeah. best magic trick while like Hugh Jackman wants to be credited for pretty much for that. So yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. And you know, it helps with um their performances as well. Um it was funny yeah. watching Hugh Jack it's funny watching Hugh Jackman um doing this kind of character because he gave me because he reminded me of um P. T. Barnum from The Greatest Showman, but without like <laughs> you know without um without the his the likability. It's basically what he's basically playing PT Barnum in this one. The actual PT Barnum. So Yeah. Um, and kind of like they're both like set up to be like each like each of their flaws is like it both of them just comes crashing down on them because and also like the subtle hints for like the quote unquote twist for Christian Bale's character because and like all the subtle hints it has because like what's um Michael Caine's character he he automatically like spots like his he like when they when each Hugh Jackman and Michael Caine's character go watch his performance, Alfred's performance, like you see Michael Caine's performance and he's like not shocked at all. Like he's just like uh, he he spots it immediately. But then Hugh Jackman, he's just like in awe because he's trying to figure out like what the hell's going on. Yeah, how's he doing those tricks? Yeah, and I enjoy like how mm-hmm. how it's just driven by uh, how selfish. Hugh Jackman's character really is for his ego and everything. Yeah. Cause he's just like, gotta be something bigger. And he's, he's convinced that he's got some kind of like weird trick he's doing when all he's really doing is he's using his brother. Um, I think like when you mentioned, um, Hugh Jackman being very likable, it, I think it's mainly due to in the beginning of the film where like a magic trick. Um, cause I think they're, they were both partners before, right? Before the whole thing happened. <laughs> Yeah, they they were just like working with Michael Caine's working with Michael Caine and with Hugh Jackman's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And like she gets killed during like a magical act which um I don't think it was Christian Bale's fault, but um Hugh Jackman like initially just blame blames him for it. Yeah, cuz what they were just like the woman in a tank tied up and every time she does something she's supposed to she unties herself like they use a certain knot that they know how to untie and they just be, like Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale's character go into disguise in the crowd and then Michael Caine picks them out and they tie a certain knot for her but Michael I mean Christian Bale he wants to do a different type of knot I forget why but he just want I all I remember is he wanted to use a different knot and when he uses that knot she she believed she would be able to get out of it, but she can't, and then she drowns. And like, I believe it sets up like it shows at the beginning of like, it's like setting up the twist because Christian Bale's character, like when he goes visit her funeral, and like he Jackman's like, "What knot did you tie?" And he just like he doesn't answer him. And I think it's like the, the, the hints of like the twist for Christian Bale, uh, Alfred. Yeah, a great thing. Which I think, um, I. 
I felt like I feel like I've seen the ending before, but I just you know because I haven't seen the film, I don't know too. I didn't know too much. But um, while I was watching it, um, I started noticing like um, particularly with um, Christian Bale's character with um, his attitude towards Scarlett Johansson's character, who's um, who was just like this girl who um, Hugh Jackman hires as you know the showgirl, and with um, Christian Bale's like wife um like then how like in different scenes he acts very different between both characters and i think it was kind of a great way for me when i was watching it i was like oh he's acting really weird he's acting really weird yeah there's something going on i didn't know quite what was going what was going on till like um well until they they met like tesla um who's played by david bowie which was a surprise yeah, David Bowie and Andy Serkis. And I thought, like, and it kind of shows that another part of friggin' Hugh Jackman's ego for his character, because, like, he wants, like, he finds this friggin' whole, this whole cloning business, and he's more focused on the whole becoming a great magician. <laughs> and how, like, when he first clones himself, like, he has like he just right there he has the automatic chance to he has like the chance to do what christian bale is doing but like almost like to the exact t but he just kills his clone because he because he just does like he wants the whole thing to himself like he wants that for himself yeah and he's he doesn't even consider the thought of working with somebody else it's just him alone yeah, it further shows like he's more he's very egotistical and very much about being in the spotlight. Even even with um yeah, that the guy who is supposed to be like replicating him. Like he got he yeah. got really jealous cuz like when they switch cuz he starts out he's he's the one who introduces everyone to the to the to the magic trick and he goes to the door and he falls down and the other guy who's like a drunken actor <laughs> he pops out. And he's the one who's getting cheered on. You you go, you cut to Hugh Jackman, just like his face is just, it's hilarious. He's like, they're, they're, he's like, wait, that's not me. Uh, there's a lot of just like good shots in here too. Like, I like the shot when he's like under the stage and he's like, he's pretending like he's out there and getting praise and everything. I love that shot. Oh yeah, that's a great shot. noticed um well looking again looking when i was looking back at um nolan's uh filmmaking it's very different with the way he shoots his older films and the way he shoots like his big blockbusters now because like um yeah. i don't know if you yeah i don't know if you noticed but with like he always he does like he always does like a reverse uh reverse reverse shot where he cuts mm-hmm. to like the other person and the other person like from like head to shoulders and cuts the other person to head and shoulders. And I was thinking, um, while I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, why I was like, okay, how, when I was first watching it, I was thinking like, how is he going to make this like, not like boring filming wise, but I think, I don't know how, but he manages to keep it as engaging as like, you know, the dark Knight or something. Like there's some moments mm-hmm. in the in this film that I was just so hooked into it. I was so hooked to like more than like that that car chase in the Dark Knight 
like it was as good as that and um yeah i think it's primarily through through dialogue and um i think it it really is the dialogue that really carries this movie and also um i mean yeah. the way the the whole thing is shot and the way it's lit it's like it, that that also helps too but i think another aspect is maybe the soundtrack um there's some times where the soundtrack gets really intense and it just really helps like really get you in the moment like the the subtle hints throughout the it does like all the how it misinterprets how Hugh Jackman looks at Christian Alfred's character like through his notebook like he assumes like everything like when he's talking about us working together it's always like he assumes it's himself but it's actually his brother that he's working with um actually I answered my I just I'm about to answer my own question of how how he's able to um how he's able to make a reverse reverse shot as engaging as you know an action scene it's actually because i notice um with nolan's films he usually likes to cut like three Mm -hmm. or like two to three um, moments like all together and it cuts from like you know back to back like um the part from the dark knight with where um like harvey dent is like going somewhere and joker's goon is like planning something they go to the hospital and um you have like um batman trying to like you know stop like harvey from getting there but crashing to his car like just having like three storylines like cut like intertwining together i think that really does help yeah really elevates the scenario and the tension which christian Nolan has yeah. been <laughs> i'm guessing he, he's been doing that for a while and it's very effective i'd say like it's it's like this film is very unique too, and I feel like I don't know. It's like recently I've never seen anything like too much like it, like that compares to like the style, to the writing, and to the characters. Because I never really, I haven't really watched too many movies that have like two, like two main characters that are set up to be you can under like you can understand them, but they're also like not like like it's they're not likable enough to like have like the engagement that you would normally have in a char- like a main character and since like they set each other up for failure and constantly trying to destroy each other at every chance they get like with Alfred going on the stage with when he's doing like his pri- his pigeon act and he kills the bird and breaks that lady's hand and when Hugh Jackman Hugh Jackman shooting at Christian Bale and oh jeez like Alfred <laughs> freaking sending him all the way to America and like saying like oh there's nothing really there and Hugh Jackman burying Alfred Alfred's quote unquote friend alive and he's just like better save him because like you never see like I haven't seen too many movies where you have like two characters just tearing each other like apart like throughout the movie and showing you how like how sinister and like kind of evil these guys are to each other um i think the closest one i'll say closest is um uncut gems where they kind of where you know we have an unlikable character but he like he's clearly like so flawed and is making like really stupid mistakes but you and but you still end up brooding for him for some reason and then and i think it's not to that extent but um it's similar to this where you know, you understand where Hugh Jackman's coming from, but you also kind of want them to find a truce. You want them to, you know, 
be friends basically but um because of just how they are how they're both pretty strong personalities they it's often clashed and yeah. they both want to like prove that they're the best mm. primarily Hugh Jackman's character um yeah she's like she's not really too memorable like her character like serves her purpose but like she's the her she's not really the focus of the film she's just like another part that kind of like goes to break down each of them because it leads to alfred like wife like she turns on well she does like she spies on alfred because Hugh Jackman wants her and then she ends up falling in love with like alfred's twin and then alfred's wife thinks that he's cheating on her when it's really not and i like the whole and i and i like the whole thing where she's like said like uh he says i love you so not not today you don't uh, i kind of that's a good like it shows the wink like it's just like the film winks at you like with it and I, yeah, it's just like really a nice good. subtle touch and i think it's like the story becomes like just breaks like you can like you you can sympathize a bit with christian bale's character but eventually it does lead down to like him being despised like just dis- despicable too I th- mm. I thought it was not- I thought it was really cool I th- like what it, it wasn't say, anything like, like too um, big it was just how did you feel about like the ending like the whole like, twist when it, like, the whole revelation so I knew something was up like when Alfred gets hung like I knew like this couldn't be the end of it like I knew, like, somehow Hugh Jackman's gonna fall, like, something bad's gonna happen to him, too. And it leads to him being killed. And the whole, like, the whole warehouse full of his dead clones and everything. I thought it was, I thought it was neat that he's, I thought it was whole. Yeah, I kind of thought the same thing, too. I think, for me, where I, I think the point where I was like, oh, gotcha, is when, um, you know, after the whole revelation happens and um, Christian Bale's character shoots Hugh Jackman. And um, mm-hmm. so after that, after all of that, and then you, and then immediately you hear um, Michael, Michael Caine's like um, monologue from the beginning of the movie. And you're just like, mm, you got, all right, you got it. You got me. <laughs> and I, it was really cool. And the way it, and the way it cuts from at, when it cuts to credit. So it was actually, I thought it was a really effective way to end the movie. And I like the kind of, like, the subtle, like, and that was, an, it was another wink from the film. It, like, goes over to, like, one of the clones in the tank, and it just shows, like, Christopher Nolan's trying to, like, suggest, like, oh, is it, is it, like, he's, like, trying to tease the fact, like, will the clone wake up? No, it doesn't. Yeah. It's just, it's dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah, I, I think the wall... Because I feel... If that happened, I would have. All right, that's that's fucking stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be pretty uncanny, especially for Christopher Nolan. <laughs> but um, when you speak of Nolan, why why would you say this is probably then why would you say this is his best movie? Um, I I'd say I'd say it's probably just how well put together this film is like it i feel like there's not 
I don't feel like there's plot holes in it, to be honest. I feel like it's almost, like, near perfect. Like, how well, like, the characters interact and how, like, each one's set up to fall by their own, like, choices and everything. Everything, like, makes sense. There's not a point where I feel like a character wouldn't do that or anything or something or how that this didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. I would I would actually agree with you. I think, but um, I, I think another factor of why I I think this one is probably his best movie, um, is because it's a very, I think it's a very easy story to follow compared to his other films. Um, not saying like you know, this film's like you know, too not too smart, but I mean it's very smart in terms of like its filmmaking and very much, in its mystery, it very much, is very rewarding when you engage in it. But I think it's also very. It, I think it's 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 allowing you to engage with the whole story because it's a very easy story to follow. So you you kind of like expect something, but yet um, what you what you get is really not what you expect, which is um is pretty fun to watch. I actually yeah did I I had a really good time watching this. Yeah, it's it's a very rewarding film to watch and enjoy and look back on. And it's it's very uh, it's definitely rewardable on rewatches. Oh yeah, definitely. I think Nolan. I think that's like Nolan's strength because, um, like I I I wasn't really too hot with Interstellar, but um, I don't know why. But I the more I keep watching it, I'm like, okay, I like not like I get it, but I I'm actually liking it a lot more. And I think it's starting to go. I think my feel. I'm starting to get that feeling with Tenet. Where I'm actually starting to enjoy the film a little more, um, the more I rewatch it, um, I still. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, hopefully, like Nolan, Nolan's next film would still be. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, well, I guess, I mean, I, I said like Nolan is makes pretty good films, but you know, at the same time, it's like he, he's willing to like make, or like he's not just making like you know, typical movies, he's always making something that's very different. And while and I'll um I I I think I'll always like you know praise him for that and I hope he keeps doing more in the future. Yeah, I don't Yeah. Like I said, he's more hit or miss with me. He's he can be yeah, I think he can be enjoyable, but I don't know. His films some of his films that just don't sit well with me sometimes. I say some, mm-hmm. it's a three. I haven't watched it. Yeah, any of his others, like the ones you mentioned before. I really want to see Memento, but I'm probably gonna to have to just find a right time to watch it. Yeah. Same with um, Insomnia, which um, stars Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Rest in peace to the goat. The best man. Well, any final thoughts with the Prestige? So it's a pretty amazing film. It's almost near perfect, I'd say. Uh, I I have. Say near perfect. I don't have any problems with it, to be honest. Gripes. Yeah, weirdly enough, I don't. I think the only, well, I think the only gripe I have is maybe like Scarlett Johansson's character, but I mean, she, like you said, she served like her purpose, but you know, apart from that, she's not really like as much of an important character. She's, I, she see, I feel, I see him more, I see her more as a plot device. Yeah. I think apart from that, I well, I mean, I guess that's just how Nolan writes women. 
because like it because like i'm not calling him out for it but just like it, she reminded me of like the girl from tenet where she didn't really feel like a character she just feels like a plot convenience yeah. i don't know but that's just i would i would try to say like try to argue that it is mainly about mainly about like he jackman and christian bale no, I mean they really are like the true highlights of the film, especially Christian Bale. He's a—I always forget how much of a good actor he is. He actually is. Yeah, and it's always cool to see Hugh Jackman playing dramatic roles. Yeah, um, I did. But yeah, I need to watch more films with him. I haven't watched too many, like outside of like X Men and The Greatest Showman. Uh, Prisoners is definitely oh, one Prisoners of too. Probably yeah. his best. Okay, you seen that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, I forgot about it. It's... Like, I got a really I think those. <laughs> I think those are the only films I watched from him, too. Yeah, I need to check out more from him. I know he was in yeah. Night of the Museum 3, but I never watched that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that. I just saw a clip of it. It was just like, it was, I forget what was going on. He was just like, do something. He's just like, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck was that? He's like, look, just be Wolverine. What the fuck? It's the same company. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, he. I need to watch more stuff with him. He's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. But uh, well, I guess this concludes our um, prestige discussion. What would you give prestige actor? I'm not gonna be. I want to say a nine, but I'm gonna give it a year or two. Till I do it. So so far, so I'm just gonna give it an eight, and, and see. I'm gonna wait till to see how it stands in later years for me. But for now, I'll give it an eight. I'm going for, I'm going all in, Hector. Ten out of ten. This movie's amazing. Oh shit. Movie's amazing. Can't lie, it's a ten. No, out this was this probably the first time. This is probably the first time you ever gave a movie a ten out of ten. Wait, didn't I give? From what we've talked about, Lighthouse. Yeah, but that's like episode two. We're in episode sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Good lord. It's been a while. Know, it's just been a while since we've talked about a movie we agree on. <laughs> we've been. It's all about. Oh, yeah. It's all about Mandalorian and Star Wars. Okay, Star Wars is Last very decisive. That I. Yeah, very much, very device, divisive, subjective, very subjective. Everyone has their own, you know, their own version of Star Wars. But with Nolan, it's like, look, you either like it or you don't. <laughs> That's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm.